0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of The Impeccable Truth with myself, Natalie. Um, tonight, I have nothing planned. <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of wing it, so bear with me. I've been sick this past week, and so I sound a little nasally, um a little sniffly. Luckily, it's not COVID, though. It's just a, a gnarly cold of some sort. Um, but I was told to rest, and so I've been kind of isolated in my room the last couple of days, binge-watching Euphoria, and just trying to recoup for the following week. Um, yeah, we got a new a new month starting tomorrow, which always feels good to me. I know it sounds lame, but <clears throat> just like a New Year's resolution would be, I always feel like the beginning of a new month is like, A time to like set a new intention and try to like be better than I was last month or try new things set little goals um so it's something something feels fresh about a new month (laughs) and I can't believe we're already in March which is insane but I guess I'll start out by doing a little check-in yeah like I said I've just been sick the past week um kind of relaxing uh trying to keep it mellow i did go to my roommate's live show on saturday night which was a lot of fun um he's in a band they're called happy to be here and they're i'm literally their biggest fan and their music is fucking phenomenal um happy to be here they're on spotify apple music instagram facebook um you should check them out they're they're really really good and they're going to be famous one day and i i will bet money on that (laughs) But the show was good. It was fun to get out and have some sober fun and laugh and and hang out with people and feel a part of. Um, but definitely, definitely didn't feel good the next day. So, decided to isolate and stay in bed, which is hard for me because I can't sit still. And I don't know if that's ADHD or I need to meditate more. I'm not sure, but I I feel like I always need to be doing something or being productive. And so when I just literally lay in bed and do nothing, it really challenges me because it makes me feel like kind of useless. And I don't know if it's because like growing up, like if I laid in bed too long, um, I kind of got yelled at or, uh, I got shit for it. So I feel like I need to like get up and do something and I get anxiety kind of when I wake up, but it's, it has subsided a lot and I can now kind of. Tell myself that, hey, you need a rest, you don't have to feel guilty or shameful for resting. Everyone needs to do it. It's part of self care um so, yeah, I've been doing that for the past couple days, and um I don't know, besides that, nothing really crazy going on this week. I will say though, like, oh my God, relationships and sobriety are <laughs> are fucking wild. <laughs> And if anyone knows me, you guys know I've had like my fair share of interesting encounters with uh, some people and I'm not bashing on it. I have learned so much in, in those encounters and I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned where my part was and all of that. But like, fuck, like you get sober and I don't know, I can only speak for me, but when I first got sober and the drugs and alcohol were taken away from me, I needed something to fill that void. And the first thing I went to was like, you know, finding, finding someone to validate me and make me feel good. I think I talked a little bit about this in my, in the last episode, but, um, you know, I spent the better portion of my first year sober out of relationships, um, purposely, you know, by direction from someone and, Uh, to learn how to love myself and lean towards God for validation. And I did pretty well with that my first year. And then my second year sober, I just, I don't fucking know. (laughs) I mean, anyone who's like, knows me or maybe watching from a distance. I don't know. I, I don't make the, the greatest decisions sometimes in sobriety, but that's okay. It's a learning lesson. But It's so, like, if you want to know, for me, like, if I want to know what my character defects are and that are, like, the ones that I still need to work on, get in a relationship. They'll come out really quick. And I've realized, like, there's still a lot of work I need to do with my codependency and um, self-esteem, self-confidence, jealousy, like, all of that. And so I've realized, like, lately I'm not, like, in a place to be in a relationship and that's okay and it just means that there's still like more work to do more self-searching and um and trying to do the work on like why I feel the need to like need someone to make me feel better and um but you know like since I got sober though I've I I thoroughly enjoy being by myself like I have so much fun by myself and going on like you know mini road trips and going and shooting photos and drawing and making candles or going to meetings or hanging out with friends I mean there's so much that I love to do by myself and sometimes I prefer being by myself sometimes when I have company I'm like wishing they would leave in a in a in the most loving way possible but I get these like bouts of moments where I'm like oh, I wish I could share my life with someone I wish like I had someone to like watch this movie with or go on this adventure with and I've I've realized that I don't know. Like I I've realized lately in my in my little adventures that I don't wanna ever settle the way I used to settle. And I don't know why I'm choosing to talk about this tonight. I literally have nothing written down. I don't even know like what direction this this episode is going in, but I guess I feel this on my heart, so I'm just gonna talk about it openly, but I feel like lately, like, all, okay, like all my life I've settled for what I thought I deserved. And, um, and that that's come from like lack of self-esteem, lack of confidence. Um, you know, thinking I'm like too fat or annoying or my teeth aren't wide enough or, um, just being super self-critical in which I am still to this day, and especially, now because I've you know I've gained weight and sobriety and I don't feel like I feel like I feel like my worth and my confidence is based on how much I weigh and I know that's like not supposed to be the way I think or not it's not right and supposed to, I'm like I'm supposed to have this like body positive attitude but I like truly have this this feeling that I settle for less because I think I look terrible on the outside. And that's not fair for me and that's not fair for somebody else. And when I don't feel a hundred percent confident in myself physically, that that projects onto the person that oh, power off. My Bluetooth speaker turned off. But that projects onto the person that I am talking to or whatever. And my character defects come out in that because then I have doubt and jealousy and suspicion and um, insecurity and just all these, like, ugly character defects. And I can't... And it's frustrating because I still struggle with relationships and I still struggle with that. And I want to, like, say I have, like, it just sucks. It sucks. Like, I I wish I could look in the mirror and just be like damn you're a badass bitch but like I don't and I and you know the people close to me know how much I struggle with like my image and stuff and I don't know and everyone will tell me well why don't you do something about it like why don't you work out why don't you do this and why don't you do that and for some reason that makes me feel worse because I just want someone to like be like (laughs) no you're not that you know um but, damn, I just, it's its really a reminder of, like, wow, like, you really can't give your all to somebody else unless you're good with you. And I realized lately, like, I'm not 100% good with me. That's okay. That just means I have more, you know, like, learning to do self-reflection. I need to obviously get more connected with my higher power, um, you know, because that's where, that's where my source of, of validation comes from or it needs to come from. And sometimes that lacks and sometimes I look for it in other people. And that's where I get hurt and I get depressed. And I don't know if any of you, which I I probably would imagine, struggle with depression. Um, I'm like, a, you know, a big, I struggle a lot with depression, especially in sobriety. I don't have anything to numb me out. And, um, you know, we have a, we have a solution a spiritual solution that works, but sometimes for me, um, it doesn't. And not that it actually I should probably go back. Like it's not that it doesn't. It's just I won't I'm not willing to sometimes turn to that solution fast enough. So then I get myself and it's probably like once a month, like once or twice every couple months, that I get into these like really depressed spells where I'm like crippled with self loathing, anxiety. Um, lack of self-esteem, um, isolation. You know, my curtains are drawn. I'm in bed all day, and not a lot of people know this about me, except for my roommate because he sees me every day, and a couple of close friends that I have, uh, and they know that I get I get this way, and it's like it's so hard sometimes to like people are like, why are you depressed? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm just depressed. Like I'm in this dark hole and I get to the point guys where I like drinking and using isn't my first thought anymore. Um, when I get into like, you know, depression or anger or resentment or anything like that, it's, I think it's a little bit scarier now because that isn't my first go-to and you know, my alcoholism and my brain starts to tell me like, hey, you should, you know, you should swallow all your sleeping pills. You should, um, it gets me emotional, but, um, you should not turn and you should go straight and go over the mountain or like these really scary thoughts that I have, like in a complete, like in a complete sober state of mind. And it, it gets really loud in my head. And, and I, I get to these states where I'm just like, I feel worthless. Like, no one gives a shit. No one cares. I'm alone in this world. God doesn't exist. Um. Just this negative state of mind where I'm just doubting everything in my entire life. And I get to this point where I'm like, what the fuck is the point of living? And it's crazy because the day before, or a couple days before, I'm in a complete great state of mind. I'm in gratitude. I love my job. I love my friends. I love everything. And I get, I just, there's like a chemical reaction in my brain that just switches me to getting in this mood and it's scary and it's something that I struggle with, but, um, I don't know why I'm on this topic, but I, like when I was using and drinking, I had sent a, suicidal suicide text message letter to my family, just basically apologizing for, you know, my behaviors and my using and my drinking and this and that. And, um, woe is me and, you know, set off to go to the Coronado bridge in San Diego and jump off the bridge. And I remember like sitting in the car beforehand you know putting my phone on do not disturb or I think I turned it off I don't really remember but I just remember that like feeling of hopelessness like sitting in that car snorting fentanyl and just like wishing it would all just stop and like not wanting to die but like not knowing another way to live and like dying sounded better than what my reality was and I didn't know what else to do except that and um And I get like that in sobriety and it's hard because there's, you know, the people in my life, you know, Oh my, like you have this, you have that, like you're such a great person and you're, and you're, you know, you're this, you're that. And you know, the, the words of validation that sound great, but I don't fucking believe it. And if I don't believe it, like it means nothing. And some days I don't believe it. And I believe that I'm like really not supposed to be here. Um, and like i and it's like it's hard because there's there's a stigma attached to like you know suicide and depression that people seek attention that way and so i'm very like you know closed off about it except for you know a few people and because it's not it's not a cry for attention it's not um it's not something that it's like hey look at me like you know i need this it's it's a complete opposite it's literally like my depression isolates me to the point where I'm like, I don't pick up the phone, I don't talk to anybody, I don't, I, I just am completely by myself, stripped by myself, no God in my life, just completely dark, and I don't want anyone in because, um, I just don't want to, like, bear any burden on anyone from how I feel because it's like and also too it's like I have this in the back of my mind like okay you're being pathetic right now like your life doesn't suck like you you have so many gifts and so many blessings and so my head will, will battle with myself saying like you're basically a piece of shit for being in this state of mind like how ungrateful are you to be like depressed right now when you have this and other people are you know, fighting for their lives, homeless on the streets, can't stop shooting up, can't stop doing this, and I'm in a warm bed with my blackout curtains drawn, um, crying about something I don't even know why the fuck I'm crying, and that makes me even, like, in a more, like, depressed state of mind, and um, it's, like, a shitty place to be, it's a shitty place to be, and it's something that, you know, I work on, it, and that's why, like, I don't know, I take medicine for it. I take antidepressants and I don't know if they work. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny to me, but like, I don't, I have no fucking idea if they work and, um, it makes me feel crazy. It makes me feel like an insane person. And, uh, but I figure if I get this out there and I talk about it out loud, maybe there's some of you that identify with this feeling and it makes, it'll make me feel like less alone in that. Um, or maybe it'll help somebody else who's feeling like this, um, maybe talk about it more or realize they're not alone in that fact. And people do struggle with the uh, depression and it's a, it's mental health. It's, it has nothing to do with alcoholism or drug addiction. I mean, they, most of the time they do go hand in hand, but, um, depression's a real thing. It's not something like you just get over. And I, and I remember like growing up and struggling with anxiety and depression and, you know, having family be like, just, especially with anxiety, like ex- anxiety doesn't exist. Like you create your own anxiety. Um, and making me feel like shit for having anxiety. And, um, that was shitty. Cause it just made me feel like I wasn't allowed to feel the way that I felt. And I was crazy for feeling the way that I felt. <laughs> I think sometimes too, I view depression and it's so, it's hard for me to say this and be honest about this because I always share that like vulnerability is not weakness, it's strength and it's courage. And I believe that, but sometimes in my head, I believe like depression, um, is a sign of weakness. And if I show that depression and I voice it or I tell someone that I'm like, I want to kill myself or I feel like I don't belong here on this earth or I'm not good enough. I'm not worth it. That I'm like, my ego gets a little hurt and I don't want to share that with people because it's like, I don't, sometimes I don't want to show the sides of me that are, I perceive as weak. Um, Maybe that's why I'm talking about this tonight. I don't know, but I don't know. It's just, how do you like pick up the phone when the phone feels so heavy and say, uh, yeah, nothing happened today specifically, but I have the sudden urge to want to kill myself. (laughs) Like how, how, you know, how do you explain that to someone who doesn't understand? And, uh, but the thing, the thing is, is like, I'm lucky to have like the people that have been put in my life, you know, thanks to God. And like, the program that I work and that there are solutions to like ease that pain, ease that depression. And there are ways to get out of that self. And sometimes actually most actually all the time it comes down to the willingness of wanting to get out of that state of mind. And some of the time I don't like I'm just kind of stuck and like I feel like I can't get out of bed. I feel like I can't even take a shower. I feel like answering the phone is like such a task or making my bed is like, Oh my God, like, visit like running two miles and um but on the times that I do that I am willing to like make that change and and take the contrary action and just do what I don't want to do I can feel better really quickly and like that's by like I know I've gotten um out of bed and went on like a little road trip or you know drove down to skid row and gotten a perspective change and a sense of gratitude or um started drawing or started or just went out and did something to get my mind off stuff and and it helps it helps a lot and having like a place to go to like share my feelings um or even hear other people's experience helps me a lot too and I'm grateful for that because before when I didn't have like a solution um I mean drugs and alcohol were my solution I would just numb myself out and get to a point where I was blacked out and depressed and channeling that en- energy energy like really shitty ways and harming other people. And so like back to what I was saying about like relationships, I feel like, how can I, <laughs> how can I put that on another human being? Like, how can I like, no one should deal, have to deal with that. Um, you know, I struggle with, like, being perfect, like, perfectionism. And if I'm not, like, fucking doing everything I feel like I need to be doing, then, like, I don't deserve to have, like, nice things or good things. And I know that's not true, but it's this feeling that I get. Um, and so when I get these feelings that, you know, certain situations, certain people, certain things are too good to be true... Um, and I still struggle with that like self worth of like I deserve nice things like i can I can forgive myself, and maybe there's I don't know like I'm kinda of just thinking out loud right now, like maybe there's a part of me that hasn't you know fully forgiven myself yet, and there's more work to be done, which there'll always be work there will there will always be more work to be done, but it just sucks sometimes, um not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy enough, doubting yourself, second-guessing yourself, um, especially when you get to that point where you're just like, what the fuck is the point of anything, but there is a point, and maybe that's sitting here talking about it out loud with you guys, I don't even know who listens to this, <laughs> probably like two people, Oh, but it's okay, that's okay. I enjoy doing this, and I'm really I'm really happy to be like sitting here and actually talking about this, kind of getting emotional and tearing up. But whatever, vulnerability is courage. Um, it is not weak, like I say. So, and Brene Brown. Brene Brown. If you guys have not read any of Brene Brown's books or like TED talks, oh my God, you guys should run to YouTube right now because she she's like helped me in so many ways that like. Oh, she doesn't even realize because she's famous, but she talks about she's a, a data analyst for vulnerability and shame. And she talks about how those two qual like their qualities and they're not something to be ashamed of. And they it's like telling basically she like talks about how telling your own story, telling your truth helps other people in return helps you. And that and I and I believe that. And that's I guess what I'm trying to do now is. um try to help somebody with like my own experience, my own thought process, because man, my thought process is fucked up sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, but you know, I don't know. I think it coming back to that, like being depressed and feeling like these things is like, okay, you know, people ask me like, where's your, where's your God? Like, where's your higher power in that? And it's like, I mean, obviously nowhere because if I'm living in fear, there's no faith, and um, and I'm in this like hopeless state of mind in fucking sobriety, which sucks. Like, God, like if you've ever been dry in sobriety or like truly depressed in sobriety, like oh my God, it's like maybe worse than drinking and using, um, because like you you literally just sit there and feel feel everything, and you don't have that like bottle or needle or straw to escape through you know you're just like sitting there and you're fucking self drowning in self um but you know I've gotten better at identifying these moments and identifying when I'm starting to like kind of slip away and fall back into the darkness and um and it's it's getting a little bit easier to be like like I texted my friend the other day and I said, you know, I'm I'm not feeling good mentally or emotionally. And I guess that's my way of trying to like say, Hey, I feel like I'm I'm falling into like a dark hole again. Um, just so somebody knows, you know, because I'll, I'll, t- I, I'll block someone out. I'll block everyone out. I mean, I will like just not exist. And then I'll post some like sappy, sad shit on Facebook, hoping that's, <laughs> dude, I'm the type of alcoholic and depressed person where I'm like, stay the fuck away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm isolated. Don't talk to me. And then cries to really sad music because no one's reaching out to me and no one gives a fuck. Like it's, it's fucked. It's the way I think is like, so like, Oh my God. But that's how I get. And like, Oh, it's it's shitty. It's not fun. It's not fun. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully one of y'all can identify with that. Or maybe I'm just insane. But, um, recovery is not always, like, beautiful. I mean, I guess, like, in the ugly parts, it is always beautiful. Because in the end, there's always, like, a lesson to be learned or something in hindsight to, like, you know, realize, oh, why you went through that. But recovery isn't always good days and happy days and belly laughs and, um it isn't and that's and that's like okay like I feel things now um and I'm always challenged in good ways though to like help me and so I don't know I feel like lately I've been in this place where I feel like I'm old as fuck I'm 27 but I just (laughs) I just feel so old and I feel like I'm never gonna have like the white, the white picket fence life and the dog and the, and the partner and the, the career and these things. And like, I've kind of doomed myself due to my, you know, alcoholism. Um, and I get sad and I get, um, discouraged a word, not encouraged. So the opposite of encouraged, I feel like it's not going to happen for me. And I'm just always, like, I get this sense of doom, like, I'm always just waiting for the next thing. And I don't know what the next thing is. I'm just waiting for something to happen. And, like, then I realize, like, I'm not in the present moment. And I'm not, like, living in my in my life right now. I'm just, like, fixated on, like, the future or fear of not getting what I think I want. And it's, like, when I got sober, I thought I wanted certain things. And, you know, God gave me gave me many blessings and gifts that I didn't even know I wanted or needed. And so I have to have faith in that, that like, I, I mean, apparently my ideas like aren't, aren't good at all. Um, and God has other plans for me, but it's like, I'm, it's like sometimes I find myself in this state of mind where I'm like waiting for those plans to unfold. And then time slips by and it's been a couple months. And I look back in hindsight and I'm like, Oh wow. God was actually unfolding there. I just was like not present in that moment but like looking back I'm like oh like what a gift that time in my life was what a gift like that moment or that situation or that challenge was and I and I like don't realize the miracles that are around me until time passes by and like I don't know I'm like really anxious talking about this for some reason because I feel like I'm being very like vulnerable and raw about my thought process because my ego And my perfectionism wants to sit here and say, I have everything figured out and I don't get depressed because I live this perfect spiritual life and I'm always connected. And (laughs) it's just not true. It's not, it's not the truth. And, um, but yeah, I, I need to remember that like, even the hard times, even the things that I feel like are impossible to walk through are actually gifts Um, and blessings in itself. And if I can't see it in that moment, or in this moment, I know that down the road, I will be able to see it. Just like I was talking about in the last episode of like, when I overdosed and, you know, lost everything that I loved. And I thought my world was crumbling. And like, I wanted to die. And I didn't want to be alive. Like looking back at that now, like two years ago was like, wow, like that was the gift that I fucking needed. And if I didn't have, if that didn't happen to me, I don't know if I would be sitting here right now talking to you guys. Um, cause I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have hit that bottom. I wouldn't have gotten that gift of desperation. And so it's like, I have to have faith that everything unravels in its way for a reason and not to force things from not try to force my own will onto God's plans. And, and that, that can mean like relationships too. Like, you know, I meet someone and automatically my thought, (laughs) this sounds, this sounds so psychotic, but like really though, like I'll have this thought like, oh my God, is this this the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with? Like, oh my God, we're going to have kids. Like what if we move here and what if we stay here and this and that? And it's like, whoa, we went on one date. Okay. Like let's relax, Natalie. But I'm, (laughs) I'm just being honest, you know, like that's, God, I get so ahead of myself. And so, and it's like, fuck, like just enjoy the date, Jesus Christ. Like we're not getting married right now. And, um, and I feel like I try to force these situations or I have these like ideas in my head that I like, and it never works out because they're, they're, it's, it's my own will. It's my own doing. It's not part of God's plan. And, um, and then I get let down, disappointed, because I'm like, fuck, like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna have this, I'm never gonna have that, and blah, 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 blah. And who knows what God has has planned. I could meet someone tomorrow and um you know, or a year from now, or ten years from now. Oh my god, or like what if I'm like single for the rest of my life and I live this like purposeful, bountiful, abundant life with like dogs, like you know, I don't know what I want or what I need. How am I supposed to know all that? I can't, but I need to remember that. I feel like I can get into this, like, sad state of mind, too, when I'm like, oh, this is one of those things where I'm like, do I talk about this on the podcast, but um, I did name this the impeccable truth for a reason, so here we go. I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, my depression when it comes to family. Um, my family, well, I lost my mom July 18th, 1999. It was 10 days before I turned five and uh, this is hard to go through or talk about, but, um, I wasn't told like and I know it was for my own protection um but I wasn't told the real reason of why my or how my mom died um and I was always told like these different stories growing up and and I really feel like it was for my protection you know cuz how are you going to tell a kid a 5-year-old that um your Yeah. Anyways, how are you going to tell your kid the truth when they're five years old that like they shouldn't really know about or hear about, Um, you know, and so it's easier to say that, you know, your mom fell asleep at the wheel while driving. And I believed that for a long time. And when I was 18, um, my grandparents went out of town and I kind of was snooping and I was looking for any information. I found this basically like this big stack of like this folder that was like full of papers of everything to do with my mom and you know, the like personal statements, witness reports, like the, the outline, the drawing of the accident, um, the death certificate. And so it was like a lot of, a lot of things that I, I was told like in that moment when I was reading it, like it was like, it was just a really devastating thing to read and find out when I was 18. Um, You know and I feel like my I don't okay I'm just I don't feel close to my family I don't feel like I have much of a family Um, and I don't say that in like a victim way I really don't and I used to I used to say like my family fucking sucks they're dysfunctional they're a bunch of this they're a bunch of that and I really had like a negative connotation towards my family And now I don't, like, I have, like, this sense of, um, acceptance and not so much resentment anymore. It's just more of, like, you know, and I realize that I, like, they've made a lot of mistakes and I've made a ton of mistakes. And, like, I've learned in getting sober, like, how am I supposed to be forgiven if I can't forgive, right? And so I found forgiveness in that. But it's, um, like, I I don't really have a relationship with my brother, and I wish I did. Um, I don't know. It's just like somewhere, I get I get like depressed, be- like or sad because like I wish I had. Like I look at other people's families, and I look at other people. You know, especially during the holidays when everyone's you know posting pictures of sitting down with their family and you know, having this like sense of unity and love and, and, and I don't, I don't have that. Like my, I feel like my relationship with my family is very, um, you know, we check in every couple months. Hey, how are you? Um, good, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Like, there's no, there's no, no connection. And it makes me wonder, like, if my mom was still around, like, would, would there be that connection? Because I really feel like in my heart, like, my mom passing was, like, kind of the separation of everybody in a way. And I was young, so I don't really remember, like, what happened as, like, as far as the family dynamic right when my mom died. But, like, as I grew up and, like, as I, you know, was able to, like, get more knowledge and, and observe and analyze the way the family functioned, I realized, like, I think that really had a big... A big deal a big uh effect on the family and I always thought and I still think to this day that like I'm not allowed to be like sad or upset that I lost my mom because I was really young at that age and like I don't remember a lot so it's like therefore how can I grieve someone that I don't remember but I think that I grieve I I mean I think I grieve her and I and I wish she was here every day. I always think about her, but I think I grieve the fact that like my family was kind of fucked up after that. Um, nothing, nothing seemed, I don't know. Nothing seemed good. Like everything, I, uh, I don't know how to explain it. And I feel like someone's going to listen to this and be upset, but I wish I was closer to my family and I wish like I had that family dynamic that other people have. And, um, sometimes I feel like it's one sided and I get very sad about the fact that when I am going through things, I don't have family to turn to, or I don't at least, I mean, I don't feel like I have family to turn to. And I feel like I can be like alone in this world. And of course I feel like the odd one out because I was the one that came, became like a piece of shit. Um, and I, I feel like very left out of the family um, and like lied to and misguided and um, I don't know. I just I don't. It just sucks. It makes me sad. And I wish that there was a different dynamic and um, I miss my mom and I miss my brother. I miss my aunt, and I miss, you know, my grandparents. I miss my childhood. I miss, like, what I remembered about my childhood, you know, like, actual, like, love and genuine relationships and and trust, and I don't feel like I have any of those things anymore, and that gets me sad, but I'm grateful to, like, have developed a family of my own out here in Orange County, and... um you know I'm surrounded by people who like genuinely love me and not not that I think that my family doesn't love me I just I don't know what the fuck to think it's it's honestly baffling to me of like trying to figure out that whole situation but um I just felt like that's been on my heart the last like couple months and I just wanted to say it out loud but um I wish things were different and I wish sometimes I wish that like I don't know. I can still sometimes be a victim of my own circumstances. And it's, like, really pathetic. But here I am. Um, Yeah. I think my point... Sorry about that, guys. I think my point in that whole weird conversation about my family is sometimes I feel the inability to ever be or feel loved um and sometimes I don't think I'm capable of letting someone like fully love me without doubting um without doubting it or not feeling like it's unconditional and I feel like Love is not unconditional. I feel like love is... I I feel like in high school I was like this hopeless romantic and I read too many novels and watched too many sappy love movies. But I used to believe that love was unconditional, right? Like no matter what, you know, you stand by somebody. And today I don't believe that, you know? Maybe it's the certain things I've experienced in like some traumatic relationships... But I don't believe that love is unconditional. I believe there are conditions. I believe that, like, you don't get to treat people a certain way and expect it to be loved unconditionally, you know? Because things, like, harm, like, words, you know, physical altercations, um, things you say when you're drunk things you say when you're at any state of mind, uh, they leave marks, you know? And like I've always said, like, I'd rather be like physically hit than someone like harm you with their words because it just, it, it leaves a mark and it stays longer and you remember it and, um, it's devastating. And so after like a certain amount of time, um, that love fades, like, and I believe like from my own experience, you can love and hate someone at the same time. um, and so maybe I have this like wow, this is getting like really deep, guys. Uh maybe I just have this like fucked up warped way of thinking of what love is and that makes me feel like I'm like eternally broken and I'm not capable of um loving someone fully or being fully loved and received and cared for without their without me thinking there's something behind it or um they don't mean it. Like when someone tells me that they like love me and they would, um, or die for me or any of that, like, I don't believe a fucking word they say. And that sucks. And like, I want to believe it just like, I want to believe when people tell me like I'm beautiful or I'm gorgeous or I'm selfless or I'm kind. Like I want to believe those things just as badly as I want to believe that someone like actually deeply cares and loves me, but I don't, I don't believe what I'm told and that's fucked up and that sucks and I want to like find a place where like I could accept that and I can accept the love um that I've always wanted but I am just having a lot of doubts with myself that maybe I'm not capable of that um or at least not right now and I so deeply want to be but I just I can't accept words from other people and actually truly believe it. And that comes from, I think it goes back to myself and what I think about myself. And so the only thing I can think of is doing more self-reflection and more work on um, the resentments that I have of myself. Because apparently, obviously, I still have some if I'm feeling this way. And a lot of the things I'm saying right now, I'm kind of just coming to realize as I'm talking to you guys, like I said, I didn't plan or write any of this down. So I'm kind of just like literally having an out loud conversation with myself that you guys get to hear. Um, I don't know, this kind of went more on the like little kind of a depressing side of things tonight, but, um, I, I'm not, I'm not unhappy. That's like what's weird. It's like I'm happy. Like I'm grateful. I love. I love the life that I live. There's just certain things that like I feel damaged and I feel like permanently fucked on. <laughs> and I think sometimes too, like when I look for relationships or um, friendships with other people, I'm looking for that sense of. Unconditional love that I used to believe in and that sense of community and family. Um, and then I feel but I feel like with my experience lately, like the people that I would, you know, look at look towards as like mom and dad or brother or sisters. um. There's always like maybe like a falling out or something that kind of redefines or re or reaffirms that like you didn't mean what you said or like you didn't it's not unconditional, you know? Cuz I don't know. Dude, it's fucked. Like <laughs> saying this out loud, I'm like, "Oh my god." But um and I don't mean to sound like a victim at all. Like I'm really just kind of voicing my thoughts and like how I perceive like love um in like an honest and true way. And it might sound like I'm being a victim, but I'm really just being honest on how i feel towards this topic but um yeah it also sucks like i wish i could just sit here and admit like i don't care what other people think <laughs> But it's hard not to care what other people think, you know? And, like, I still struggle with that with, like, past mistakes I've made. um, Especially about, like, overdosing and, you know, lying to everybody about my using and stuff like that. Like, there comes a lot of, like, um, humiliation in that and embarrassment that I've worked through mostly. Like, but there's still little bouts of, like, insecurity I get when I, like, go visit old places that, like, oh, that's the girl who... Did this and that and this and that and it's like with anything in my life like that I have insecurity about like if I if I lose weight if I get a little bit skinnier then somebody will like me somebody will pay attention to me somebody will then love me um and like it sucks when like <clears throat> like I truly believe that and but but it's weird because I truly believe that but I also know that that's not the like right way to think or at least that's what people tell me right like at least they're like that's not true like you're beautiful you're this you're that but um it's just it's hard it's hard to like really truly believe that and um it's hard to not care what people think you know especially being like me where I'm like codependent and a people pleaser and I want everyone to like me um you know and There's certain things that I've done that you can't take back and you can't, but I also can't dwell on that, you know, and maybe like the relationships I've had that I have or have had with my family mostly had everything to do with me, you know, like maybe I was like, maybe I was the fucked up one. I mean, of course I was, I know I was, but like in some, like But maybe I'm the one that like ruined that trust maybe I'm the one that um, didn't try hard enough to make like that connection or maybe I was too selfish and self-centered you know to like have those relationships to put that put all that aside and stuff like that and I think like for me if I live in the I should have I could have I would have state then I'm kind of fucked and I'm doomed and so it's like I have to carry on and, and move on forward and you know try to be better um and I don't know that looks like for me like being selfless because when I'm selfless then I'm out of myself and I'm not thinking about myself and um and that's why like I was talking about in the beginning of how hard it is for me to like lay in bed and rest and be isolated when I'm sick because I like always need to be doing something you know, to, like, feel good about myself, because I lay in bed, and I'm, like, trying to relax and not be sick, and I'm, like, I'm a, like, fat piece of shit, like, what the fuck am I good for, like, I'm lazy, I'm not doing good at this, I'm not excelling at that, I could be doing that, and it's, like, whoa, like, where is this coming from, like, why am I being so mean to myself, and, um, I think that's why, like, I always am, like, trying to do something or create something, um and that's not healthy (laughs) um always being on the go you know I should be able to be able to like spend time with myself and like enjoy the peace and the quiet and and I do a lot of the times but there's some times where my loud is like my mind is like really loud um you know like I was talking about how, like, my depression, I get into, like, an isolated state, and there's only a few people who really know about that, um, my roommate being one, and, like, like, how I was mentioning, I don't want to mention my depression to anyone because I feel like it's a burden, um, You know, like one night he came home, my door was locked. My door is really never locked, but I was like, I had my headphones in and I was listening to Fix You by Coldplay on repeat because we all know that's the best fucking crying song. And I was just like in my feels just crying, crying, crying. I didn't want him to like walk in and like, you know, be like, what's wrong? And me have to explain that. I don't know what the fuck is wrong, but everything's wrong and I want to die. So I just locked my door. And I didn't realize that he was knocking and pounding on my door, because um, I had my headphones in, and he basically like kicked in my door because he thought I would like had killed myself or like overdosed or something, and um, which was gnarly to think about. Like that—that's that, where my depression takes me. And it's so it's so easy to like put on this like face on social media or even like out in public or at work like everything's good everything's great and like that's been a huge part of my story like most people know like everything was always good everything there's no issues at all and I'm not completely like that like at all anymore I'm I'm pretty honest about like where I'm at in my life um but it's very easy to like put on a face instead of just like having to like get vulnerable and talk to someone and um You know, people wear fake smiles very well and we all, like, I can't speak on everyone, but, like, you know, I have masks that I don't use as often as I used to, but I definitely have, like, those character defects that I put up to try to protect myself and, um, and yeah, and I don't know, it can put me in some really shitty positions, but, um, it's weird that drinking and using... Isn't really like a first thought for me anymore. It's, it's really not, which is cool, which is like insane considering how much I've literally relied on that for every source of feelings that I had—happiness, depression, sadness, a- anger, excitement, um, anxiety. Like and now, it's like not the first thought, but now I have to deal with like. My mental health and my depression in another way which is very difficult and I'm still learning how to like channel that and navigate that through sobriety and it's been like a journey in itself and I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about like other people and I've learned that I don't really like accept love or accept that someone genuinely cares about me. I always think that... Some, I always think that everyone's, like, lying to me. And I I have realized now that that is, like... My own thinking. Whether I truly believe that that's not true. Like, that... Not the point. But I do... I do know now that, like... That's not how I should be thinking. And so I have these, like... Tools and stuff to to use... To, like, get me out of that state. Which I'm grateful for. Um... And it, it beats the alternative of being dead somewhere, overdosed on fentanyl. Um, I don't know. And some, but it's like, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but sometimes it's like, do you ever, I don't know, this is going to sound insane. And someone's probably going to call like fucking 5150 on me. But like, have you guys ever thought about At least for me, like I've been in some like really depressed states in sobriety, and like I've been driving and you know going on my little drives, and thought, wow, if I could just like, I wonder if like, I wonder if I crashed my car right now, who would show up, like who would care, like like, let's say hypothetically I was like in a coma, like who would give a shit, and I think that way, guys, like it's fucked up, like. it's fucked up. And to, like, actually have the thought that, like, this world would be a better place without me is, like, wrong. Like, it, like, I know that, like, I'm not a bad person. I know that I've, like, become this, like, pretty, pretty awesome chick. Um, I just wish I could believe that all the time. And I'm a work in progress. We all know that. But you know, I wanted to be honest tonight and I wanted, I, I really didn't have anything planned and I was like, oh, I should, because I was all isolated all day. I was like, well, maybe I should just record and um, I'll just, you know, press record, press play and just kind of see where this takes me. And I guess this is where it took us tonight. And if I've scared anybody um, or hurt anyone's feelings, I i am sorry I am not trying to you know harm anyone or uh make anyone worried or anything like that like right now I'm honestly like I'm in a good state of mind I'm just talking about like what happens with me and my my depression when I am when I am in that state in hopes to like help someone else who maybe feels that way or um I don't know because I don't think that like depression is really talked about a lot in um And sobriety. And I feel like sometimes, like, there's still this stigma attached that it's something to be ashamed of. And I don't know. Maybe talking about it will make it less of, like, a scary thing to, like, hear, you know? And maybe normalize, like, sometimes life is shitty. Um. Anyways, (laughs) I feel insane that I'm going to post this, but... This is The Impeccable Truth and I want to be completely honest and raw with y'all and um, for those who've listened through this whole thing, I deeply appreciate you and would love any feedback and I'm grateful to be able to have this space where I can just like talk openly. And yeah, I'll see you guys soon or not see you, but you'll hear from me soon. I don't know when I'll record next, but probably within the next few days. But I hope everyone has a good week and I love you all and good night.